today. Good. How are you? Good. So, surprise, we uh, we uploaded our podcast seven days early. What the heck happened there? Well, I finished, like, kind of editing it, and then uh, we scheduled it to post a week from now. And then I went to look at the Spotify account, and it was already up. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess we're live now, so... <laughs> I have to say a lot of the tension and a lot of the freak outs I was having kind of went away just because it was like, oh, it's over now. Mm -hmm. It's all done now. Mm -hmm. And it kind of released a lot of pressure. So thank you guys for being patient with our slightly edited version of a first episode. Um, we really appreciate you guys and think you are awesome. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. Um, those of you that are listening right now are our closest friends and our closest family. Guess how many people listened to the podcast yesterday? How many? I didn't look. 19. Oh my gosh. Isn't that awesome? That's 19 people that know all of our secrets. <laughs> I love mm. it so much. I love it. Secrets. How was your week? It was good. I've just been working on my house, and we've gotten a lot more done, and we're getting a lot more done today. Too. You and Billy have done so much mm -hmm. on that house. We've we've gotten the guest bedroom done, and now we just have the bathroom and like the front room and the laundry room. So Ugh. there's more to go, but it's so exciting. It's getting very close. Yeah, you have done a beautiful job on that little house. Mm -hmm. Don't worry, we'll post before and after pictures. Okay, once it's so all done. guys, this little trailer is like um a ten by fifty nineteen sixty something trailer house. And it has been used as storage for the last twenty years. It was a piece of junk twenty years ago. Mm. <laughs> and Cole decided he needed his own space, and I was like, well, you know, you could just redo that little house. And everybody thought I was crazy, and Cole was like, let's do it. Let's try. And sure enough, Cole has made that place so gorgeous with a coat of paint and a lot of elbow grease. All new floors that look mm -hmm. beautiful. Maggie has lots of space. You have furniture. You have curtains. You have... Oh, yeah. I'm all set up. Yes, it's super exciting. Oh, it's hailing outside. Oh, that's going to make good sounds for our podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so here in Colorado, <laughs> it is 45 <laughs> degrees outside, and now it's hailing. Um, the wind has been blowing at like 70 mile an hour gusts all day. Yeah, it's been like off and on snowing. It is a miserable day. Yeah. My feet have been cold all day, mm -hmm. which is never happens because this house always stays warm. Yeah. And yeah. So I have a story for you, Cole. Okay. Okay. So the cool thing is, is I have two stories today. Okay. Both of them happened the same year. Both of them started the same year. Mine just ended earlier, but they are very similar. In 1998, moved into my grandparents' little cabin across the field from my family's home. From Grandma and Grandpa's house, 
right across the pasture is that cabin. Mm -hmm. That's Grandma Hilda's cabin. That's where I moved. Because I was 18, and I had just finished a year at Bible College, and I was super excited, kind of like you, mm -hmm. just to get out on my own. So, it's a small cabin. It's got two tiny bedrooms, and I slept in Grandma and Grandpa's room, because that was the master bedroom. The house is small, and it has lots of windows in each room. Because Grandma Hilda loves their mountains, and she made Grandpa put windows in every room all the way around the house. There's several windows mm -hmm. out looking over the property. It has a wraparound porch with cement sidewalks. So all of this is like pertinent details, okay? So one night uh, after I had moved in, it was super late. And I was in bed and I was just about to go to sleep and I clearly heard the chain link gate latch open and shut. And then I heard boots walking up from the sidewalk and the steps came to the front door and they stopped. So I got up and I answered the door cause I thought either, you know, one of my friends or dad had stopped by. Okay. There was no one. Oh. No, but I heard these boots clearly. It wasn't like imaginary or creaking of the house. It was That's boots not you can really make up either. on the cement the and very, the like, chain link sound. latch. Yeah. It's a very specific sound, mm -hmm. right? And that gate was really loud too. It was. Yeah. The yeah. White one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I remember that gate. Yeah. This shook me because the noises had been so clear and loud. This happened several times, like every other night. It just became a thing, and it just constantly did it. I started dating my now husband, your daddy, and we watched movies and hung out almost every night at the cabin. Dwayne even experienced the sounds, and he, he named it Mr. Boots. Because that was the only way to describe it. It sounded like cowboy boots. He even got up and watched, answered the door once. You guys because never like saw any shadows or anything? No in the shadows. Windows? No shadows in the windows. No porch light flickering. No shadow of anything. Never saw a thing. Hmm. It was always clear as day, the sound. So. It slowly progressed to where the sound would stop at the window to nearest to wherever you were. So instead of going to the front door, it would go to that living room window if we were watching movies. Mm -hmm. And it would just stop, be there oh. right behind us. Okay. It would also just go to the bedroom window if I was in bed asleep. The first time it did that, it was really loud. And it was really, really clear. It... It went to the bedroom window, but it stopped like right on the edge. Like I could imagine somebody standing there at the edge waiting. And so I literally thought somebody was this time. I didn't think it was the noise. Mm -hmm. I thought somebody was there because it was just around the corner. So I slept up against the headboard so that it oh. wouldn't see me. I, I like scooted away from the window and I slept up against the headboard all night. Like that's how scared I was. Oh. This thing was starting to like be my stalker ghost okay. and it was not comfortable no. and it was, it was getting less funny all the time. As it progressed, the feeling definitely changed. The presence was more sinister and I felt a deep fear as it watched me sleep in the bedroom each night. 
I began having nightmares every night and the thoughts of death constantly were in my mind. Not my death, not like not suicide, but I dreamt every night of death, of horrible accidents, of my friends dying, loved ones dying. Every night was death, 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 death. My mental health really, really took a nosedive, to tell you the truth. Mm. I started losing my mind. And all the while, I'm trying to date somebody, like, really seriously, you know? We pretended we weren't serious, but we were 100% serious, and it caused a lot of issues. I ended up sleeping in the living room because the bedroom felt like I was trapped in there if it was watching me. For some reason, the living room felt better, even though there were more curtains, I, I, for some reason, I felt like I could get away from it if I had to. Eventually, I experienced sleep paralysis. Okay. Okay, so that feeling where you literally can't move and you're scared to death. Your chest feels like it's an iceberg. Oh, whoa, look outside. It looks like Wyoming. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You it too. Like Wyoming or Montana. The, the snow is just coming down horizontally. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anyhow, I was telling you about sleep paralysis. And this is the first time I remember remember having sleep paralysis. I could not move, and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't turn over. I couldn't, and it felt like something was gripping my heart. Like, it was terrifying. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? I don't think so. It is horrifying, right? Yeah. A big, dark shape moved towards me super slow. Like it took like an hour for it to get close to me. I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything really other than be terrified. And it finally got right up to me and leaned right over me. And all of a sudden I could move. I rolled over and jumped up and screamed and hollered and never slept the rest of the night. So the next day when I saw my dad, I mentioned that something had happened the night before. This is the first time I remembered last week's story. So when I was 10, Mm -hmm. I blocked that out until I was 18. Oh, really? I didn't remember it. I never thought about it again. It never, it wasn't something that mom and dad played into. So it just went away. And so I was like, hey, dad, something weird happened here at the house. I explained what it was. And I was like, didn't something happen in Rangeley? And he said, yeah. And he was super chill about it. Super chill about it. Hmm. So after we talked about it for a while, he told me not to worry about it and to just pray real hard about it. I didn't know until years later that he had then gone around the cabin and the property, praying over the place and throughout the house, asking God's protection for me and the home while I was at work. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it never bothered me again. No. No more Mr. Boots. No more ghosty, scary... No more sleep paralysis. Nothing. I went to sleeping back in the bedroom again. Everything was absolutely just fine. Mm -hmm. And I've talked to my aunt and uncle who actually lived there for a little bit, um, for a couple of years. And they were like, what? 
there is nothing creepy about that house. And I was like, I know. Just keep praying over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So that's my story. That was crazy. It started out benign. It started out like, oh, yeah, there's footsteps. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then it tried to get me. <laughs> I don't know what it would have done. I don't know. I don't even want to think about that kind of stuff. Ooh. I've seen too many movies. Yeah. Tell me your story. This podcast is made by the two most unorganized people when we work together. Are you together. kidding me? I went ahead and purchased that program that has me all organized and stuff. A monthly subscription to click up. To click up? To click up. It's the best program ever. Well, I don't have my laptop, my notes, my microphone, nothing. Are you ready for this? Yeah, tell me all about it. Because you have not told me about Cortez. You've told me. No, you've told me bits and pieces. You have not told me everything that happened. Wow. Yeah, so tell me, tell me. So today I'm telling you the story about the Cortez ghost. And this is also my I lived in a house in Cortez for a year in total two years maybe the entire time I was there I had paranormal experiences that were just like really weird and like I hadn't never like seen those before apparently from the people that live in the house that I was living with they have had experiences the entire time they've been there. If we go back to the oldest story I remember and have on hand is one of their kids was a baby, like in a high chair baby. And they were throwing a fit and so their mom walked out of the room to go do something and then when she came back, she found a bowl of candy on the baby's high chair and there was nobody else in the house. She would never do that. She didn't do... No. She was not that type of mom. Yeah. And so she Wait, like, nobody else was in the house? No. And I don't know if you know people, most of you do, but babies cannot reach stuff when they're in a high chair. That are like four feet away on counters. Yeah, because the countertops the there them. are way far away. Yeah, and they're From huge. each other. They're huge counters. Yeah. A bowl of candy? Yeah. Like, you know how she always has bowls of candy everywhere on the yes. counters? It just ended up on her high chair, and the baby stopped crying, and that's when she walked in. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember which one it was. Okay. Um, I know which one it was. So, my first experience was three days after I moved in, and it was just me, the other girl, and everybody else was gone, and we were just going to kind of, like, stay in and watch a movie and just have a fun night and then go to bed. She went back over to her apartment and showered and got her supplies for the night and whatnot. And then um, while she was gone, I'm sitting in the living room and the kitchen is behind the living room and it kind of like wraps around the living room. And so it's like a huge kitchen, right? Yeah. And it's all like open ceiling, open concepts. So there are just like huge beams everywhere and... As I'm sitting on the couch, I look over to my right, like over where the oven is, and I see this black shadow walking down the hallway, and I could see his like, his like whole body like very detailed in the shadow, but his face was like blurry and like spread out, like it was like like somebody you know smeared you... out his yeah. face, and it was like 
really weird and I watched it for a second and it just kind of walked past and okay so do down in the master bedroom or down to the bedroom down bedrooms? to the office and okay guest bedrooms and it walked down there and once it the there was a beam and once it walked behind the beam it just like disappeared really and how tall was it it was really tall like really? six seven like really tall but, like, you could see every detail. Like, you could see his fingernails and, like, the wrinkles in his knuckles. Like, you but, could like, see... You was could he see-through? See... Or was he totally opaque? It was kind of a gradient. It was, really? He was kind of see-through at the edges. And then the deeper, like, yeah. into him it got, it got darker and darker. And so it was just kind of like a weird gradient walking around. And, yeah, it was really creepy. I was in the house by myself a lot and had a lot of crazy experiences. The worst ones were doorways. So did you know um, that a ghost can walk through walls, right? Yes. But only where, because they're living in their time. Yes. And so they're in their old house, however yes. it was set up. And so if there was a doorway there, they could walk through no matter what is there. But if there's a new doorway built in a spot where there was a door or there was an opening or some sort, they can kind of get like cornered off. Okay. And so if like a closet was built in the middle of a spot where there was just one big room and they go into the closet, they can't get out. Okay. And so the craziest experiences were the banging. So he would get stuck in my closet and he would like bang on the door so aggressively like you could like see the top and the bottom like coming out of the door frame. Like the scariest things. What did you do? And as soon do? as you open the door, it just stops. Oh my gosh. So I slept with all the doors open all the time. Yes. Every night that I was in the house alone. Yes. Because it was just crazy and like bathroom doors like I would be in the shower and like the bathroom doors were closed and then the bathroom door would start getting banged on and all I would do is reach out of the shower and open it. You just got used to this. Yeah. Because it was <sighs> happening like a lot. And I don't know if it was just like a me thing like the ghost didn't like me because nobody else had really? like said anything about that and I had talked to a bunch of people that were there about yeah. it. Yeah. And nobody else had really experienced it. So, the doorways were the worst part. The, it got kind of, he got kind of, okay, so the, the ghost kind of liked messing around with me, but, like, kind of got bored of it. Oh. And so it went from, like, banging on doors and slamming doors and whatnot to he would just, like, sit in a room and tap on, like, a very specific piece of glass that was like a window yeah but a very specific piece and you could tell which piece it was yeah and so it was just like really weird like he would only tap on one window i did get grabbed once what happened laying in bed and i heard him tapping on the the window and i was like whatever and so i rolled over and then I just felt a hand on my shoulder, and that's all I felt. And then I turned around and nobody was there. <sighs> yeah. But that was pretty much the gist of all the experiences I had. <sighs> then I found out after I moved out, 
that the house is built on an Indian burial ground. Really? Yeah. How did they find that out? I don't know. Okay. Kari just kept it a secret. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, the house was built on an Indian burial ground, so that would explain why the doorways were different and he would get stuck in rooms and all of that kind of stuff. That kind of makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. In a weird way, that makes sense. Yeah. But the one thing that I am kind of mad at myself for is when I first saw him and I saw him all defined, I do not remember what he was wearing. I know. I was just about to ask you. What he was like looked like or like body build all i remember is that he was really tall and just black and that you you remember his hands details yeah but i can't remember what he was wearing or if he was looking in my direction or if he was looking straight forward or anything yeah and i did talk to people that live there about this ghost and when i described him they had said that that was exactly what everybody else that has seen it saw. Okay. So. Okay. So he's very common in the Yeah, house. very common. Everybody has. Yeah. In fact, I'm hopefully going to get more information on him. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I have some interviews set up for your, the family you were living with. Okay. So that hopefully we can get a little bit more details. Perfect. Yikes. Yeah. So that was my Cortez ghost. Yikes. The most action I've ever gotten paranormal, though. Really? Because it was just so con- like consistent. Yeah. He would quiet down when there were people home, though. Really? Mm-hmm. That's why I think he had a thing against me, is because he would just get really loud when I was the only one in the house. Really? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. It probably the banging on my doors is creeping me out, (laughs) like almost worse than you seeing him. Yeah, Uh, it also might have to do with the expansive doll collection. (laughs) We don't talk about the dolls. (laughs) (laughs) There were a bunch of us that are still traumatized by those. I got a chance to interview my awesome friend Reagan, who had a couple of stories okay. that were freaking awesome. But I was talking to her, and she's like, "What are you doing? Tell me about your podcast." So I told her a little bit about it, and she's like, "So, like, what what things happened in the cabin?" And so I was like, "Okay." So I told her about Mister Boots, and she freaked out, like more than usual, freaked out. And I was like, yeah, no, it was a noise that I never saw it. Nothing ever happened. And she like freaked out, like, like more than was warranted, I guess. And so I was like, what? And she goes, no, you've got to hear this story. Oh my gosh, Shelly. So Reagan is my beautiful friend of more than 20 years. She and I got to know each other at library time the toddler time the baby time when you guys were babies you and aspen were babies and so we were the sarcastic moms that didn't quite believe the other moms on everything like we didn't we weren't hippies but at the same time we weren't helicopter moms and we weren't and so when other moms would freak out about things we would kind of roll our eyes together and we became really great friends so she and her husband at the time lived up near needle rock in crawford colorado yes i remember this yes i remember not just near needle rock we're talking at the foot on the foot 
of Needle Rock. Yeah. So they built this house, and it wasn't like a fancy house, but it was a cool place, like a tree house. It was beautiful and simple, yet at the same time, like loft was cool and the ceilings were high in some places and low some other places and there were beams everywhere and it was gorgeous. I just loved it. I, I just remember thought... a little bit of that house. I specifically remember eating vegetable soup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That she made from scratch because she was wonderful at that. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, that's funny that you remember that. That's all I remember. That. Really? Yeah. So around 1999, before the babies were born, um, it was just her and her husband, and they were having a really intense conversation. But she made me aware that it wasn't a fight. It was just a really intense conversation. Well, you have to understand that both of them are very intense personalities. Reagan is a scientist who was raised to not have emotions and things like that. I tease her that she was raised Vulcan. Okay. Uh But she, the older she got, the more she enjoyed expressing herself and her, her point and her state of mind. And on the other hand, her husband at the time, he's just, he's a very opinionated person and apparently they were having this really really serious discussion and there was this like noise in the walls like like a thump they're up in the trees so it could have been a coon it could have been a mouse it could have been the house settling it could have been anything but this grew over time to a thumping in the walls anytime they would have a serious discussion so either they would be fighting Or either they would be really intense about what they're talking about, or they were very interested in what they were talking about. There would be a thumping in the walls in the room where they were. So So this, mm -mm, this thing moved all over the house and it would only do it when they were super intense. It also grew from just like once or twice to where... It would happen constantly throughout the whole conversation. Well, they got to where, like you, they got used to it. They just were like, okay, it's the thumping in the walls. We should Mm -hmm. either calm down our conversation or just put up with it, you know? And so over the years, they just got used to it. And it kind of became an inside joke. And they just learned to get used to it. Years later, like five years later, in 2004, they had their first child. And while the baby was sleeping, Reagan was going about her day. She was cleaning up the house, doing laundry, and the thumping started. And it was unusual because she wasn't talking. She wasn't talking to herself. She was there by herself. She, yeah, the baby was asleep. Um, she was just doing chores. And so the thumping started. And she was like, huh, that's kind of crazy. Craig was away and Reagan had been quiet while Aspen slept. The thumping grew louder and more persistent. Like, notice me. Kind of loud. So, Reagan followed the noise. She watched as it, like, banged on the walls. And it started getting higher and higher. And it went up and up. And then all of a sudden, a boot stomp hit the loft above her. So it literally got itself into the house somehow and it started stomping in the loft upstairs. She said it was like steel-toed boots. It was loud. 
This was more ominous and it was more of a direct sound. Suddenly, Reagan just lost it. The mama bear in her came out and she started screaming at it and she yelled, stop it, go away. You are not allowed in this house. This is not happening, go away. And she yelled at it to get out of the house and it freaking did. No way. The thump disappeared and it never happened again. Really? Yeah. Huh. She told it that it was not allowed there and that it had no place there and it needed to leave. Hmm. Which which is very interesting to me because my dad, my family are very Christian and so we handle things in a very Christian way. So dad prayed over the place and asked for God's blessing. Like we talked about the blessing prayer last week, mm. right? Yeah. So this week, I mean, Reagan is not a Christian. She's not, she's very scientific. She's very, and this is something that's, and she just, it was instinctive the way she acted and it freaking worked. Hmm. So it was just really... It was just weird because the entity had broken like an invisible pact that they had to stay in the walls. Yeah. And it crossed the line. Yeah. And it just wasn't, it wasn't cool anymore. You know, like, Mm-mm. not that it was really cool in the first place, but do you want to talk about Tommy knockers since we're talking about knocking on walls and stuff? Yeah. Do you know what a Tommy knocker is? Wait. Well, I'm about to find out. No. I'm reading it right now. Do you now. know anything about Tommy knockers? You're a son of a coal miner. I've never heard of a Tommy What? Knocker. Oh my gosh. This is your creepy fact of the week. This week, Tommy knockers. So Tommy knockers are another cryptid, possibly in Colorado. These are small leprechaun like creatures from folklore that supposedly came to Colorado. With Cornish miners. Interesting. The Cornish miners is what? what every article takes this legend back to. Really? Yeah, the Cornish miners believe in it so seriously that it's part of their, like, religion. No way. Yeah. So Tommy knockers stand about two feet tall with large head, long arms, and wrinkled skin. They're usually wearing minor clothing, which they might have stolen with some tools and food. While they may steal every now and then, Tommyknockers are known to warn miners in impending danger by knocking on the walls. Hearing this is a sign to get out. However, miners have to be careful because it's speculated that seeing a Tommyknocker causes one to die. The cause of death is unknown. There's nobody alive that has seen one. Even so, there was a case of miners who petitioned the state of Colorado to open up a closed mine so that the Tommyknockers could be left out. Could be let out. That's how much those Cornish miners Did they do it? Did they open the mine? I don't know. I can't find it. But they petitioned the state of Colorado to reopen that mine to let the Tommy knockers out. That's weird. I think it's What do they crazy. look like? Oh, here, let me show you. They look like Kari's gnomes. Oh, yeah, they look like... Yeah. Yeah, Snow White gnomes. Dwarves. Dwarves, there it is. Huh, do they all look old like that? Or does it I don't know, like... nobody's seen them. Well, Nobody alive. Because you died. No, daddy's heard them. Really? Yeah. No way. You hear a tapping or a knocking where it shouldn't be. Hmm. And not like the earth settling. It sounds like somebody's knocking on the walls. Cool. Do you think they're invisible? 
Yes. I that do. That makes sense. I think it's an invisible well, spirit. Well, then how would they get the description? From legend and people talking. Mm. That's what I think. I don't know. That's don't weird. Know. There's our theme. Knocking. Yes. <laughs> uh, <I> <laughs> it was every story. It was every story. Yeah. It just like came together like crazy. That's weird. Wow. Anyhow. Cool. All right, so we are going to going to drop the next episode in just a couple of days because it's our grand opening week and we want to put out as many episodes as possible in the next week or two mm-hmm. so that you guys have something to binge listen to. We'll go from there. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media. I do know that Instagram and Facebook and TikTok are the three ones that I can actually pay attention to. Okay. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram are like the easiest ones. And so I'm putting posts out there of everything. So if you guys will like and share. And then also when you listen to the episode, if you'll listen to the whole thing, that helps us apparently. Oh yeah, because they have to listen to the whole thing so that we get our numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Okay, we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.